tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Welcome to the Bench on Selvaf podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you so much for tuning in. Bench on Selvaf podcast is about navigating binge eating disorder struggles, disordered eating, and negative body image. Although I share my personal experience with having a negative body image, eating disorders, and I do uncover bits of my personal story, this podcast is not as much about me as it is about you beautiful human beings who struggle, who fight, who grow, and who evolve every single day. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel supported on their recovery journey and simply for anyone who's trying to improve their relationship with themselves. I believe together we can turn something so negative, such as binge eating, into something more positive and hopefully go from binging on food and self-hatred to binging on self-love. Subscribe to the Binge on Selva podcast on your favorite platform and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Disclaimer, Bench on Selva podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. In this podcast, we covered the topic of eating disorders, so if you find this topic triggering, it may be better for you not to listen to this podcast. Always make sure to put your mental health first. Hello, my dear listeners. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and welcome to the Binge on Selvaf podcast. If you are new here, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you've never listened to the Binge on Selvaf podcast before, then please know that Bench on Self-Love is a podcast where we discuss self-acceptance, self-love, body image, but also eating disorders and the entire process of recovering and building a healthier and happier relationship with your body and yourself. Bench on Self-Love is a safe space for anyone and everyone is welcome. What I definitely want to talk about today, though, are things that 2022 has taught me slash us about body image. And let me tell you, there really are some jams, so stay tuned. One thing before we dive in, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or any other platform so you always know when a new episode comes out. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I wanted to start this episode by shaking my head at the fact that it's 2023 and how the hell did we even get here? But because I am releasing this episode at the beginning of February 2023, I'm a little late to the party, so I'm gonna skip that part and get right into the core of today's episode, which are things that 2022 has taught me and taught us about body image. My first thing on the list is that human bodies shouldn't be turned into a trend. It's the first thing on my list and probably the biggest thing that 2022 has taught us is that society and brands continue to use human bodies as something that either goes in or out of fashion. It's nothing new, it's been here for decades and every single year 
I kind of hope that, that more and more people will stick with the idea that the shape or size of our body doesn't go in or out of season. And that we shouldn't feel the need to, or even be pressured to, change the way our body looks or is in order to achieve a body that's currently quote-unquote in. I'm almost 29 and I would say that at the age of 14 or 15, I started to pay more attention to what body types and shapes and sizes of women's bodies were priced, either in magazines, on TV or on the internet. The very first thing that comes to my mind that I really remembered was the Victoria's Secret. Super skinny models, no fat, no nothing on their bodies, just super skinny model. And it was the ideal body that a lot of girls, a lot of women, including me, strive for. It was the ultimate body goal that we, that so many of us tried to reach. Then, with the rise of the Kardashians, Nicki Minaj and many others, it was the hourglass body that was in shape. Somewhere in between, it was all about bikini fitness and having that very tone and muscular body. And at the end of 2022, it seemed again to be a lot about weight loss, celebrities and influencers and everyone losing weight, etc. Now, thinking about it from a different perspective, it is really sad and tiring to always feel that the way your body is, is just never enough. And that any moment you can find your body type to be on either side of the spectrum, either it's socially praised and envied by millions of people, or it's being targeted by ads and brands and media giving you advice on how to change your body to make it more like the ideal body. Considering we all come in different shapes and sizes, how the hell can one body type be held up against all of the other body types and we should all feel like, oh, I need to look like that in order to be beautiful or in order to feel sexy or in order to feel accepted. I feel like as long as our body and shape and weight will be our biggest insecurities, it will also be the biggest target for companies and brands, and they will continue to turn our insecurities into their fortune. And what I think we should finally learn this year in 2023, and keep that in mind for the upcoming years, is that size or color or shape of human body is not and it should not be a fashion trend. Our bodies simply don't go in or out of season. We all have one and we will have that body for the rest of our lives. And I'm going to repeat myself, but we truly do all come in different shapes and sizes and there's nothing wrong with that. My second thing on the list that 2022 has taught me is that there will always be people telling you that you need to lose weight or you need to change your body in order to love yourself. I think a great amount of work has been done by social media platforms trying to ban certain harmful types of advertisement and promotional content. And I also think a lot has been done by influencers trying to show the reality, the everyday reality, and trying to show that life isn't just perfect. We all know that, but consuming content on social media, it may feel like everybody else's life is perfect while ours not. 
And I think a lot of people on social media are showing that life isn't perfect and that neither our bodies are perfect or our appearance isn't perfect and that we all are going through a lot of things in our lives. And I love that. But there will always be people telling you you need to lose weight or you need to change your body in order to love it. And I think that's the biggest bullshit because to me, the whole self-love and self-acceptance thing is that you are accepting yourself the way you are without the constant feeling of I need to change this about myself. I need to improve this about myself. Yes, it's great to grow. It's great to want to improve yourself in so many different ways and so many different areas. But it shouldn't be stopping you from loving yourself and it shouldn't be stopping you from accepting yourself. And it took me years to understand that and I'm still working on it because I've spent so many years waiting for the moment when I will be like okay so now I am beautiful now I am skinny now I have this body type my hair look this way my teeth are super wide and shiny and I'm super successful in my career and I am popular and I have so many friends and I have all of these things and now I can finally sit down and be like okay I love myself I accept myself Just saying that out loud, it sounds so stupid, but it's something I lift my life thinking I have to do in order to love myself and to accept myself. And it's such a bullshit. You don't need to change anything about yourself in order to love yourself. The only thing you should be changing is your negative approach towards yourself and towards your body and trying to replace the negative thoughts that you have about yourself with neutral ones or even positive ones if you can. I try to make this podcast open for every single one of you and I try to be very conscious of offending anyone and of speaking my opinions on a lot of things. But what I really, really can't stand are self-proclaimed coaches and gurus giving people advice on the internet on how they should eat, how they should exercise without any proper education in that area. I'm sorry, but I really can't stand people who parasite on other people's insecurity in such way. Being someone who struggled with their body image and with an eating disorder, I know how desperately one can be trying to get any kind of hope. And a lot of people take advantage of being in such a miserable situation, promising you that their magical diet or their magical program is going to teach you how to love yourself while also losing 20 pounds in a matter of weeks. And to clarify, I have nothing against people helping other people in such areas, as long as they have a proper education in what they're preaching. But with social media, a lot of influencers sell training programs without actually being a certified trainer. They sell meal plans without having any education in that area. There are tons of coaches without any education or certificate. And that's what really bothers me. Because even well-meant advice can do more harm than good. I'm not sure if I told you about this in some of the episodes or not, but when I was like 20 or 21, I was in the midst of binge eating disorder and I was really, really struggling with that. So 
I reached out to this girl on Instagram who was doing something called macro coaching and it was completely useless. It didn't help me at all and it only left me feeling more miserable than before because it felt like not only like such a waste of my money, but I felt like if this didn't work, then there's no hope for me. How could this work for everybody else, but not for me? She was probably as old as me without any education in nutrition, which should have been a huge red flag. But like I've said, when you're struggling with an eating disorder and you feel like nothing is really helping and you've tried a lot of things, you'll grasp at any straw just to break that cycle. And by no means I am saying that everyone is like that. There are so many amazing professionals helping people all over the world. But what I'm saying is to be conscious and to be very careful when choosing who do you trust and who do you get advice from. What I am implying is that it's necessary to differentiate between an expert and some pseudo trainer slash coach who makes these huge statements on Instagram but has no proper education. One thing I've learned throughout the years to quickly differentiate between bullshit and between something that could actually be useful useful in some way or that could actually carry a piece of information is how extreme it is. Is it something that's sustainable? For example, if it's a quote-unquote new diet that's based on excluding an entire food group, I don't give a shit, that's extreme, that's bullshit, that's not going to work in the long term. I'm sorry for interrupting, but I wanted to quickly jump in and remind you to subscribe to the Bench on Salvaf podcast if you haven't yet done so, because a lot of exciting things and episodes are coming in 2023 and you definitely don't want to miss them. You can easily subscribe to the Bench on Salvaf podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or any other podcasting platform that you prefer. It's free and you'll be notified every time a new episode comes out. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And now back to the episode. I think number three on my list is that work doesn't stop. What I'm about to say is applicable to pretty much all areas of our lives. Whether that's our body image, our relationship with food, our career or our other relationships with people. I found out that what might have worked a year ago may no longer serve the needs today. And what works for me now may no longer work for me in a couple of years, maybe even in a couple of months. To clarify where I'm coming from is that about two years ago, I got super confident that my bench eating disorder is long gone. I found my peace with food, with exercise, with my body, and I thought I've got it all figured out. Little did I know that two years later, I'll be back at square one, bench eating, hating the way my body looks and not treating it right. And at first, I felt really, really disappointed in myself for letting that happen again. I was like, you already figured that out and you were able to live a happy life without an eating disorder. So why are you like this now again? It turned out that things that were helping me in the past were no longer relevant. They weren't helping me now at all. 
They helped me while I was at a certain point in life dealing with certain situations. But since that, I've changed quite a lot. And now I needed to look at things from a different perspective and see what's actually going on and what can I do to help myself. And that brought me to the realization that the work on yourself, on your body image, and essentially on the relationship that you have with yourself just doesn't stop. I'm not implying that you should never relax, but what I mean is that we're evolving and changing and so will our body and our body image and so will the relationship with ourselves. And I've realized that in many areas in my life, I kept doing the same things over and over again. And those were things that never worked. Those were things that at the end of the day, they would only leave me unmotivated and totally drained. And I would still keep doing them, hoping and thinking that by some miracle, they would start to work. But they didn't and they never would. And you may know from the previous episodes that I don't like change. And it takes me a lot of time to accept that things change. But at some point, you gotta come in terms with things changing. Your environment's changing, your life will be changing, and ultimately, you will be changing. And it took me years to accept that if I keep restricting myself after each and every binge session, I will never have a chance to recover I can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. But once I did accept that and I started doing things in a different way, that's when I finally moved the needle. And to give you another example, I've been trying to learn French for like 15 years now, which is which is really sad considering it's been 15 years and I still don't know how to speak French, but I keep doing the same things, the same things that never brought me a different outcome, things that never worked for me. I set myself some unrealistic goal of self-studying French for X amount of time every day from the same old book I've had for those 15 years, completely ignoring that there are many other options now how I can learn French. Yet, I still somehow hope that after trying it for like thousand times, this time it's going to work. And by no means, I'm applying that you or me should stop trying. What I mean is that if you're trying to achieve something, but the road doesn't seem to lead there, you need to rethink the ways how to get there. Back to the French example again. Just because self-studying from one book isn't working for me, It doesn't mean that I will never be able to learn French. It just means that this way of learning isn't really working for me. And that maybe I need to get a tutor or maybe I need to listen to more French audio or maybe I need to do study cards. Maybe I can use YouTube videos to help me or maybe I need to sign up for a class or whatever it may be. And when it comes to self-acceptance, I've tried a lot of different things from trying to completely reinvent myself to giving up on any hope of ever feeling comfortable in my skin. And none of those things really worked for me. But does that mean I should stop trying to accept myself? Hell no, I just need to find a different way how to do it. What should we focus on? What to focus on in 2023? I would focus on building a healthy relationship with yourself, 
without any conditions such as I'll be happy when I lose weight or I'll accept myself when I go to the gym five times a week and get toned abs or I will love myself when. You know, it's already the end of January, beginning of February, but your mental health and your physical health don't care whether it's January 1st or June 3rd or whatever date. It's never too early or too late to start caring about yourself and about your body and about your mind. One last thing I would like to carry with me throughout the year and that I would like everybody else to carry throughout not just this year but pretty much throughout your entire life is that your body is not a trend it's not something that goes in or in or out of fashion and it most certainly shouldn't be starved hurt or exhausted just to make it quote-unquote trendy by fitting certain criteria your body is beautiful the way it is It deserves your care, your attention, it deserves to be properly nourished and it most certainly deserves to be spared of any extreme diets and workouts just to follow some stupid trend. So that's all I have for you guys today. There's a brand new episode coming next Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe to the Bench on Selvaf podcast so you don't miss it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of the week and talk to you soon. Bye! Something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you are.